Welcome back to Inspired by Jimmy L, a platform that is used to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. Yes, I've been featured in Forbes. I have interviewed several account verified guests. I have even been a brand ambassador for a billion dollar company. But you know what, honey? You are my inspiration to keep this show going. We are not here pleading for ratings and reviews. We are here to encourage you. So please be sure to subscribe and share every single episode. Don't hold the opportunity to inspire someone else. Alrighty, everybody. This is a very, very special segment of the Inspired by Jimmy L show. Um, this series is actually going to air throughout the entire month of May and June. If you all have not been following me on Instagram or Facebook, um, I posted something maybe a month or two ago. I was at an event and I was um, really intrigued by the parents and and how they were responding to their kids and how they were putting these expectations on their children, these unrealistic expectations on their kids. And it really, honestly, it sparked sparked this show. It sparked the entire message for Inspired by Jimmy L for this year, 2020. And that is, what is your why behind the why? And so for the entire month of May, for Mother's Day, I am interviewing a multitude of mothers from all different races, multiple, a multitude of different age ranges, and I'm wanting to get their reasonings of how they parent their kids. And fathers, I didn't leave you out. You're coming in June, but that's going to be a completely different <laughs> segment dealing with why we do what we do. So without further ado, this particular episode is very, very dear to my heart. She is a mother of seven. And she makes it look easy. <laughs> Help me welcome to the show, Heather Brown. Tio, <laughs> go ahead. Right now, we're gonna. Start, I'm starting recording, and the first thing I want to say is I can't stand you. Okay, <laughs> I just want to say that. I just want to put that on the record. <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> But start is Heather A again, everybody. If I sound down or crazy, it's because Heather Brown got me up at eight o'clock in the damn morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, on the Saturday, I swear to God, I would have been asleep. I would have still been asleep, but I committed. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so grateful and I am so thankful that you said yes. So I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Thank you so for having me. <laughs> All right. Okay. You got your coffee? I got my coffee. Okay. I got my special got, coffee mug. Too. I did my. What kind is that? What is that? It's a nice glass coffee mug that I got myself as a, you know, I'm a, what I call myself a, a seasoned mom gift. This is what you get when you don't have little babies running around so you can have special coffee mugs. She has, she's going to start <laughs> off extra already. It looked like, are you familiar with the David, the David's tea? Yeah, uh, they, that's what it looks like. I have one, but I broke it. I broke it, and the, uh, I know the first one. This is he had to buy me another one, but um, I have one that looks similar to that, and it you know comes with a little steeper mm. thing. But anyway, we are not here talking about tea. Well, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <clears throat> so okay, I'm sorry. Let me compose myself and get professional. Let's be professional. Okay. I know, right? Just a little bit. My bad. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, Heather, I am not gonna hold you. And let me get my stuff together. There we go. Okay. 
So, Miss Brown, let's start with the basics. Are you married? And how many kids do you have? Even though yes, I'm married, and we have drum roll. <laughs> Y'all heard that right, and um, I know I know the first one or the last one that I got a chance to kind of be on the back end of that. She was like the cute yeah. little bit. So anyway, so anyway, Miss <laughs> Marlene. So seven kids. You are married. Yeah. So mm -hmm. next question, honey, are you okay. looking for more? Child, <laughs> I had you taught me about two, three years ago, I would have been like, all right, cool, I can do it. But you know what? I turned 42, and um, yeah, I decided I want this decade without being pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so with seven kids, I can only mm -hmm. imagine having multiple personalities from everybody. Because yeah. everybody kind of, and this sounds so bad when I say that, like, I don't want to sound crazy. But I'm like having seven different personalities <laughs> having to, to navigate through. My next question for you is what in the world, what do you wish you would have known before you started having your first couple of kids? Um, oh, there's a lot of things I wish I had known. I wish I had known, first of all, that I was going to have as many kids. <laughs> Let's talk about that. That was not in the plan. Uh, but as No mom, judgment. No judgment. <laughs> right. They're here now. So. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but I think for me, I wish I had known that it's, for me, and this is just my experience, but it actually was easier on the front end but now that I have adult children, parenting changes. And so like, I wasn't ready for not even teenage years. Teenage years were okay because I was a substitute teacher. So I was just like, whatever, I've seen this before. But having 18 and 21 year old children and being an adult and looking back and like, wait a minute, I'm still like young, but I have these young adults that came from my body. Like that's a totally different experience because not only are you parents and now you switch to um being more so like a guide for them you know and then having to really learn to respect their opinions and their positions on things without saying well you have to still do it because i said so like the the conversation changes because parenting takes you know it's just a different thing it, it takes a different role once they get to be a certain age so yeah i wish i was more prepared for that part so but how do you think you could have been more prepared for that um, and I know that's a trick question, and I mean, I mean, we definitely know you can't go back. But you know, no, how do you think you, you know, how do you think you could have been more prepared for that? I, I think really just um, a lot, the thing about parenting is you really have to watch other parents because there's no book on it, you know, yeah. and you really have to think about your own personal experiences growing up. And a lot of times we go, well, I'm different. My kids are going to be different. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing different things. But truthfully, we all human. So we're just going to really do the same things. We're just going to call it different things. And so just really looking back on how, <laughs> how I was as, an, as a young adult. And, and I guess the other thing is looking at, you know, the characteristics of my husband when he was that age and really understanding that this is going to manifest in these young people in my life. Oh. And so if I don't see this behavior that I don't recognize, it's probably because that other one that contributed to these people in my house. And just being ready for it, being open, being ready, and, be, and just know that it's just like having newborns, but these are newborns with attitude. <laughs> 
I want to make sure I got this right. So number one, I think I'm hearing you say, everybody, choose your spouse wisely. Because <laughs> whatever coming I mean, up in your life. you don't choose a spouse, choose your, your baby's mama, daddy. Something wisely. Gotcha, baby. Wise. Yeah. Y'all, that's tip number one. <laughs> tip number one. Foundation is everything. Right. I got that. I got, so that's you brought a lot of questions. We don't ask those questions when we when we're looking at those things. Go back and oh, ask the parents that raised yeah. us. Go back and ask the parents this that raised true. them. Like, hey, yeah. what's going on? Will I see crazy when this child turns seventeen? Like, so, you need to know this. <laughs> so, I mean, I know you're seven years in. Uh, I'm sorry, seven kids in. Excuse me. I know you're seven yeah. kids in, but did you ever have that conversation with your parents or either his parents? No, no. I did not. And let me tell you why. I was the person that said I did not want anybody's children. So I was not preparing oh. to be a parent. <laughs> I never thought I would have children. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but I never wanted kids. Like it wasn't, it wasn't on, you know, like how people say they uh, have like a to-do list of a vision board. Or... It was never part of my vision board to have children. Like they cool. I've been an aunt my whole life. I'm the youngest of seven. You know, I got a bunch of nieces and nephews that was good enough, especially being the youngest, you know, and looking at all that stuff, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. And I just, it really wasn't part of my plan. So I wasn't that little girl that grew up wanting kids or, you know, wanting all this big family and things. I really was focused on career and kids just kind of happened. So, but looking back, <laughs> I think I should have just taken notes just in case. <laughs> just, so, okay. So what about your parenting style and, and how your parenting style does it match it match or is it different, drastically different from how you were parented? Um, I think I am a, I've found, I've struck the balance because I think I grew up kind of sheltered and um, was, you know, kind of strict parenting and everything. And I'm very much, first of all, I'm a full on Sagittarius. So there's no way anything will be that strict in my life. Um, okay. And so my no whole... Comment. <laughs> I'm not even I got nothing to do with that so, so my thing about being a parent I try to start out I think I started out trying to be strict and it didn't work for my personality type because it's really hard for me and you know I'm easy going I'm laid back you know if you make mistakes hey we can, as long as it's like you know nothing like you know murder we can pretty much clean it up um, so I'm one of those kind of people that I just really like to live life and be happy and everything. So being a strict parent really didn't work for me, but being structured works as far as, Hey guys, we got to get this done. We got to do this and this and this, but I'm not a drill sergeant. And I didn't grow up with drill sergeant parents, but I just grew up with parents that tended to like their default answer was always no, you know, before they got the information. And I try to be the parent that's open to say, well, I need the information first before I make a decision. And let's mm -hmm. talk about it. And so, you know, I try to strike that balance. Every once so, in a while, my parents keep up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, I mean, of course, yeah, they created you. You know, I got you on that. Like, that I get. Like, I, like, I will say that, like, listening to you and a couple of the other parents that I've, I've kind of come across is coming more and more interesting to me because most of us are, um, I shouldn't say us because I'm not a parent yet, but most yes, people. Real me. So I you gotta me. I'm a parent. <laughs> I'm prepared, which is why this is here. I am prepared. Yes, I love it. I am preparing. <laughs> so, I mean, but I'm learning like, 
we are definitely, um, you know, we have that, I should say, foundation, again, mm -hmm. that our parents kind of laid for us. And a lot of times, most of us either swing too far to the left so that we're trying to yep. completely get away from our parents or too far to the right where we are exactly like them mm -hmm. to the point where we're over, you know, overbearing or whatever the case may have been, depending on your situation. And so I'm like, it's been very interesting to kind of hear how we all kind of navigate through all of yeah. that. And so listening to you, I know you said your parents were slightly strict and you're a little mm -hmm. bit different. You're more open-minded. You're yes. more um, engaging. And obviously you have a different style of communication with your kids. And mm -hmm. so my question is, has it ever come back to bite you in the ass? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You answered that like, baby, like, that's a no-brainer. Like, like, duh. My bad. Okay, like, yeah. So how did, you, how did you deal with that? Like, does it, does it make you rethink your entire parenting style? Do you readjust just with this one kid? Like, how does yeah. that work? Well, it's a little bit of both because, you know, the thing that you learn, of course, like you say, there, there's seven different personalities and you have to really understand which version of myself am I dealing with today? Because <laughs> really every child, like everybody says, all your kids manifest some version of your own personality. So, yeah. So you have your extreme kid that's just like you and then you have your kid that just certain things about them are just like you. So that's the one thing. You have to figure out which version of yourself you're dealing with. And then you have to deal with the parenting style for that child. So I, I don't do a blanketed approach for everybody because I learned early on that didn't work. You know, with my okay. oldest child, I could be like, let's do homework, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he could do it with my second child. It was more so of trying to figure out what the problem was. He had a, a bit of a learning disability. So I couldn't come in with him the same way I could with the oldest child. So even as they're got, they've gotten older, my oldest child is more so like me. I can say two, three words. He's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I'm going to do it. A second kid, just like his daddy. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So, totally different approach. Sorry. You know, I got to mm. get a little bit more, you know, got to get in the space like, a little bit more. Mm, just just okay, bro, one more, do a one more game. Yeah. Right. Game. Like, I know you think too, but, you know, you bring that all down to this space here. So, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, there's been times where I've been like, okay, this is going to work. We're all happy. You know, we're free and we're doing all this stuff. And next thing you know, he does something. So, what? And so I have to go back and then really talk about it. And then, you know, really talk about it with uh, my husband. And, and he has to be like, hey, I told you, like, this boy crazy. You know, he has to like, you know. <laughs> Parenting. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's that's, you know, and those are the honest conversations you have to have with each other about, look, I recognize this because this is what I did at this age. You may not have been around when I was wilding out, but it's, this is not new information. So let me show you how to deal with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I did go through that stage. Oh, I did. Yeah. Lord Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Pray for me and my kids. It's coming. I forgot in. about it. God, I forgot all about that. Like, okay. You remember when your parents said, I hope mm. you have a child that acts just like you? You know what? My mom, she never said that to me. She never said that Probably. to me. I'm sure she did. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Because I was one of those kids that just, like, I was always in adults' business. 
And mm -hmm. so I knew what was going on. And so I couldn't, it was a little bit more difficult for you to discipline me because I didn't lie. Like you yeah. didn't just cheat. You know what I mean? Yeah, you cheated on mm -hmm. him. Yeah, that's my key. You know, and when I would say <laughs> that, you would get a, your feelings hurt. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get that. Yeah, that's okay. I passed my the Winston. I'm passing. You gonna get a double portion of that? Baby, I'm gonna be like Helen Brown. You better come get this joke. I'm gonna end up in 201 popular. <laughs> but we gotta pray for you. We're gonna pray for Please pray for me, please. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Okay, a whole nother conversation. We'll prepare for that later. So <laughs> we'll prepare for that a little bit later. So what about spending time? like quality time with the kids. Do you ever feel like you're not giving enough attention or is it too much attention to any one kid or do you have to kind of go back and forth between that? Uh, again, I really have to leave it up to them. Okay. I have learned, okay. and this is again, because you have so many people in the house. Um, when they get to be a certain age, I would take them out on individual outings. My mascara want to run today, honey. But, uh, is it? You can't even tell. I'm, I'm going to throw this okay. mascara one. But um, what I have learned with each individual child is that I've ha I have to understand what quality time or really what their love languages are. And I think, um, you know, mm. I'm big on... I'm big on, you know, really understanding what works for everybody. I know that I have one child that doesn't necessarily want to spend quality time as far as, like, I don't want to go shopping with you. I just want you to know, you know, I'm going to give you 10 minutes of this is all, everything I did for the last two weeks, and then she's fine, and she'll go up to her room and be on her tablet, and we won't see her until she's hungry. So, <laughs> you know, I have another child that loves to hug. She'll come by, she'll hug. You know, that, 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 that's what makes her secure. That's her quality time. She'll come down and watch a movie with you and things like that. So I've learned that I have to really interpret what they need for them. Uh -huh. So, you know, you know, I have kids that, you know, hey, if I go get an oil change, can I go with you to get your oil change? Get you know, those are those things that they really value, but I try to really base it off of the individual and more, and not so much off of what I, you know, what I think they need. So, and, and what brought you to that determination? I mean, was it just trial and error to kind of allow them to, to be the guide in, in that particular situation to tell you what they need, so to speak? Yeah, that, and then also I look, I think about my dad. My dad was very, um, he was one of those, I only speak when I need to say something kind of people. Very much, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't do a whole lot of talking, but he was very much into anticipating what your needs were as an individual. So okay. he knew by me being the youngest, a lot of times I got ignored because everybody else paired up. You know, everybody else had a, a sibling their age and they could pair up. And I'd be by myself because the next sibling to me was seven years old. So I was just kind of like mm -hmm. a loner. Mm -hmm. And he would say, you know, he would do things and we would do a lot of individual things because he knew that I was a one-on-one -on -one person. So he'd be like, all right, we're going to the store. We're going to Target. We're going to the park, to the auto store because he was a mechanic. So he's like, we want to go buy car parts and whatever else. And then, but the other kids would be like, well, you know, I just need $50. So like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, but I could see that he even with having, and there was a large span of children, like like with us as far as age difference. But he was able to be an individual for that particular person. So he gave them what they needed, 
and it didn't compromise what I needed because he gave my sister or my brother, you know, what they needed. So yeah, I took it all off of him a lot. That makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. And I really, I will say that I'm really glad that you are, I don't want to say exploring. I mean, because hell, your, your children, the year oldest is over 20 at this point. So you're no longer exploring, baby, you're like you exploration. said. Well, <laughs> you're seasoned at it, okay? You, 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 got, you know what I'm saying? You got some, yeah. Okay, let's say some rope behind it, baby. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, because I, I, I love to see that. Because mm-hmm. I know, um, not that I'm of an older age, but my, you know, that generation was, it wasn't the case, you know? It was yeah. almost like yeah. a dictatorship. It was, this is what I said do, and this is what my mm-hmm. expectation is, and get out there. And so it wasn't always room for those kids that were eccentric. Or it wasn't right. always, you know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm really glad that you're playing with that and exploring with yeah. that kind of, you know, because that's going to create a different style of community and a different yeah. style of leader for our world eventually. And so I, I like that. Way to go, Heather. Like, mm-hmm. air high five. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely, speaking, uh, I know we spoke a little bit earlier about everything that's kind of going on and, and this may get a little dark and I'm hoping it doesn't go too far. But especially with the coronavirus and everything that's kind of going on in our nation right now, have you had that talk with your kids about death and, and what it means and, and the, um, the future of it? And, and not necessarily of the coronavirus, but of death itself. And mm. if so, how did that conversation go? Um, I've talked to them, and I believe in age-appropriate conversations, obviously. Okay. Um, okay. With my older kids, you know, we talk a little bit more in depth about, you know, really what, what they feel, you know, the interpretations are as far as, you know, what do you think happens after death or, you know, all those types of things. Or if anything were to happen to me, can I count on you to raise your siblings because I don't want them in the foster system? Yeah. You know, you know, all those type of conversations happen. And I think we approach it as it's just, I mean, it's not just life, but it is a part of life. And it's something yeah. that you do have to um, really broach early on before, you know, everybody starts getting older or, you know, life starts happening you really don't think about it um the other thing is we've had a lot of family not a lot but a a good amount of family members who passed away that were part of their life so they understand they're no longer here um and you know it was because you know death happened and death death stops life um and so just to be able to tell them that you know you're going to be okay you know even though that person's not here anymore you know, the love that you have with that person or had with that person, the love is still there. Those memories are still there. All those things are real. You know, you do have to understand that, you know, at some point you're going to lose somebody. The thing about it is we don't want to lose them too early. And, you know, they've seen classmates pass away because of car accidents. Their own own classmates? Yeah, like um, my oldest, not my oldest, my my 18-year-old. Um, his senior year was that his senior year one year, one of these years um, there was a classmate that passed away and so you know that became real for them because you know you're here today and gone to Martin next thing you know there's an um, an announcement saying that this person passed away you know car accidents you know things like that and so just to get a good grasp on you know you never know yeah. But these are the things that you really need to know moving forward. How do you cope? How do you, you know, grieve and everything? We're going to give you the space for that. You know, these are safe places so that you can, you know, explore what 
those emotions that come along with that are. So, you know, though it, it's an ongoing conversation. It's not like we talk about it every day, but we do kind of touch bases on it every once in a while. So, you know, even when the young kids come in, hey, what my my friend said they're going to a funeral. Well, what what's a funeral? What do you do at a funeral? Because and here's the thing, as a parent, I don't allow my kids, my small children, I don't allow them to go to funerals unless it's for a close family member that they actually knew. So I don't okay. believe in just traumatized. I was traumatized because my parents were a little bit older. <laughs> um, look, my mom was 42 when she had me. So due to me, I'm 42 I, now. My mom's 42 when she had me. So okay. um, okay. well, I, I can get that. My grandmother was 40 when she had my mom and last baby and had a set of twins. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. But I get. Nope. I get that. I get that. Yeah. So, but you were trauma. <laughs> you were traumatized as a kid by going yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we were going to funerals all the time, and my mom has a large family, and we were going. To, it, it seemed like we were going to Mississippi every other week to go to somebody's funeral, and it was just, it was a lot for me as a child to try to grasp and really, you know, understand. First of all, why are we here, and secondly, yeah. what's going on. And so I didn't want that for my kids, especially with people you really don't know. I think funerals mm. just like weddings mm. should be intimate. I think it should be the people that really cared about you, that are there to celebrate your life and to, you know, uh, wish you will into whatever your afterlife story is. But I don't think that it's just something that you should, you know, drag your kids to just because, you know, a church member died. Excellent. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, for those that don't know, Heather was on the show a couple of years ago, and honey, I don't <laughs> want to talk about church members, okay? Do not want to have that conversation. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Right. Okay, we're going to let me stay focused. So, okay. Um, I know you said <laughs> it's so not funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you said age appropriate. What is yes. that appropriate age? Do you feel that it is when it comes down to being able to introduce that conversation to your kids? Or are you allowing them to guide you on that as well? I allow them to guide me. I'm very much, it, it, as you find out with me, I'm very much baby led as, ba- you know, there are different parenting techniques. And I'm, I'm a baby led kind of person. So, you know, the child, you know, even when they were babies, they I wouldn't put them on a feeding schedule. I don't put them on any type of schedules like that because I feel like nature tells you when you're ready for the next step. So I feel like nature will make you ask those questions. Um, I had to introduce it to my boys, my my big boys earlier because my dad passed away when they were um, six and three. Okay. So that was, an, that, you know, that was early and I had to go ahead and talk to them about it so that they would be ready you know, to attend the funeral for my dad and everything, because he was in their life every day. Like he took yeah. my oldest to school every day. So to say, hey, you know, your grandpa won't be here to take you to school every day because he passed away. You know, we saw him in the hospital and, you know, to have those type of conversations to tell him, you know, <clears throat> he's not going to be here anymore. Those yeah. were earlier conversations. And even with my 18 year old, you know, he was two turning three. Um, it affected him as well because he really had to understand we're not going to go over there and see him anymore. So mm-hmm. it was a it was a daily conversation for a while with my 18 year old because he was so small, just to you know just kind of drive it in like no he's not here anymore you know no you're not going to see him today no he's not here and it's just you know not just to keep saying well 
now baby he dead <laughs> you know but yeah. it was more so like you know no he's not here anymore you know we said bye-bye you know and things like that so you know with a two or three year old you, you probably just keep it really simple you know you're saying bye-bye you know as they get a little bit older they'll ask a little bit more questions so you you know explain mm -hmm. the concept of you know death and then as they get older they kind of start experiencing it because they'll see you know celebrities, family members, friends. And so they kind of get a world view of what that means. That was actually a perfect segue. I was going to uh, kind of follow with that in regards to social media, because it can definitely reveal a lot of information that yeah. a lot of parents are not necessarily ready or prepared to deal with. And no. so how are you with social media and your kids being introduced to social media? Well, I'm I'm pretty much on social media. Um, we know, honey, you all over the place, okay, <laughs> with social media. I just want to, I'm sorry. Was, is it Freaky Friday? Is it Freaky Friday? Yes! Yes, yes. we did a cocktail edition <laughs> yesterday. So. <laughs> I'm going to make that I will be making her Freaky Friday. Y'all got to check that out. That's pretty, but anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, ahead. but, you know, with social media, because... Um, I was fortunate enough that I was already on social media by the time my kids started you know really discovering social media um so that that helped um and the thing about it was I couldn't you know lock everything down and be like well you can't get on this but you know again age appropriate listen don't don't try to get a fake account you just might as well wait till you're 13 you know if you want to see something let's talk about it you know um I do monitor things in the fact of I don't go searching through phones and, and all that stuff, while they're not there, I'm like, hey, open your phone and look now. I mean, nothing to hide, right? Because you all up in my business. So you ain't paid one bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need to so, record I mean, one of those sessions. We need to add that in as an extra clip, <laughs> a bonus clip. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, listen, you ain't paid one bill around here. And I think that's the other thing is that I think I'm as honest as I can be with my kids as far as who I am, they see me getting ready for my, my uh, social media uh, mm -hmm. interactions and everything because I am on, you know, a lot of platforms and I'm there all the time. So they understand this is really my business. So, and the other thing that we talk about is right now, you can put something out and somebody take a screenshot and your life is over. So let's talk uh -huh. about that, you know, and, mm -hmm. and with them being at the age where they're this college kids, you know, they're both graduating. You know, like my old kids. Again, let's talk about my old kids. Got one graduating from um, TSU, and he's getting a degree. And you know, he's—I've told him, dude. I hope you've not put anything out there on social media that an employer can look at and mm -hmm. make a decision about your mm -hmm. life. And um, even with the 18-year-old, he's graduated from Southwest. You know, both of them are ready to go into the work world. Social media is fun, but that's all it should be. It's just some fun social activity but yeah. not your life story, because unless you're making money from it, leave it alone. And my younger ones are not even interested in social media. Really? No, they want to play video games. They, they wanted the iPhone so they can iMessage their friends. This, this is as social as they're going to get. Wow. Like that, I don't, I don't think I've heard that one yet. Yeah, they're, they're not interested. That is really amazing. Yeah. Girl, you lucked out with that. I just want you to know that. Okay. <laughs> I want you to know that. 
lucky as hell. Okay, like Look, for real. I'm holding my breath because the girls are still young. So. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, most of these parents are, you know, they're, they're limiting screen time or limiting content or, you know, some parents are even to another extreme where just like, it's not allowed in the house at all. Yeah. And so no. I'm like, you know, but that doesn't mean that the kid, you know, they're not to mention, you know, you take it away completely. It just makes the kid, exactly. So but that's right. not an issue, you know. So, yeah. wow, like, yeah, you definitely left out with that. You yeah, out with that. I think that is enough kids in the house that they're their own social media platform. So, <laughs> and I think a lot of them, like, the only thing that they really care about is YouTube videos. Like, my girls watch a bunch of kids opening up toys mm. on YouTube. Um, my boys are watching people gaming on YouTube. Um, but I think it's also the, you know, their tablets don't have passcodes on there. They, you know, everything's open. We, you know, yeah. hey, just be you. Don't hide anything. Mm -hmm. You know, we're good with everything. Um, again, because of my background, we have a lot of other talks about social media, about how it can affect you, you know, as young people and everything. And I just think it's the being open and just understanding that this is their way of socializing. And, yeah. you know, step, stepping back a little bit, you know, because we had the AOL chat room. So, <laughs> so how about the doggone chat line is what I remember. Okay. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. It's too early morning. But I definitely... I have one final question for you, Miss Heather. Okay, um, okay. And it, oh, try not to make me cry, but I feel like it's going to. Okay. What has been, what has been your proudest moment as a mother? Um, and not necessarily singling out one particular kid. I don't want to make okay. anybody upset. But what has been your proudest moment as a mother? I think um, it was a conversation that I had. I'm, I'm really thinking about this. So it was a okay, conversation okay. I had because I'm, I'm going to try not to make it like about my kids because I'd be like, I just love them. I feel like, I was like, yeah. I'm going to be balling. I was like, I don't want to do that. No, we're not doing that. We having fun. Okay. So, okay, okay, okay. But like, I think one of my proudest moments was when I had somebody to pretty much contact me like, like messenger and I, I posted pictures of my kids all the time and they were like, you just handle all these people with so much grace. Like, she was saying, everybody else is always complaining about having their kids at home. I never hear you complaining. And I said, because one thing I understood when I first started having kids was I could have prevented them being here. So it, it's my responsibility to bring these people in here with, you know, the feeling of them being wanted. And I never mm. want kids, you know, like not my kids. My uh. kids will never feel like I don't want them because even though I did not plan for kids, they are here. They must have been my miracle and blessing. Mm -hmm. So, no, yeah, I, I, I've never had a day where I said, I don't like these, you know, I don't want these. Now I say I ain't like them. But <laughs> I never said I didn't want them. And I never want them to feel like, you know, they're not wanted and they're not loved. So I, I thought that was a very proud moment for me that someone else saw that the effort that I'm putting into yeah. raising them to I feel that, that way. It's really manifested. So I was like, yay. You say, what's that? What you say? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad of that. I am hey. so, because not everybody was, A, not everybody was meant to be a mother mm. um, just because they had kids. Okay. Mm. okay. Yeah. And so I, I get that. 
I yeah. get that. Because you don't want them to feel like they're not wanted, despite yeah. the story of how they got here. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I yeah. That. I get that. Yeah, they're my I favorite people. Like, I always tell people they are my favorite people in the world. I would hang out with them if they wasn't my kids. Yeah. I get that. Look at you. Go, yeah. Miss yeah. Heather Brown. Lead. I was like, we're going to have to do a class <laughs> on parenting. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I'm serious. Like, we were like, I mean, a legitimate, like, you should not be. Excuse me. You <laughs> a legitimate <laughs> class on on parenting, and I yeah. mean, obviously, you have all age groups, but parenting at different stages. I, you need to do something. I need you to think about that because we need some education. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Did you say let me pray about that? Is that <laughs> automatically <laughs> a no? I guess a no. Like, no, tell nobody else how to do that. <laughs> I can tell you what I do. Like I tell people all the time, I can tell you what I do, and yeah. and then you you do whatever you do from there. <laughs> so. Well, Miss Heather, thank you so much for telling us what you do. Okay, like I, I do appreciate that. This has been a blast. Like this has made my morning. Actually, this has been a good yeah. morning. <laughs> morning. I thank you so much, Miss Heather. And you Not know we're gonna be seeing you soon. You know we're gonna be doctor. I love it. <laughs>